Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee with your daily devotional. In just a minute, I want to read Psalm 2 as our devotion today. And uh, I'll accompany that with uh, some thoughts here from Pastor Dane Ortland. Uh, he is a author and a theologian and pastor. His book is called In the Lord I Take Refuge. And I can think of no better time than the times we are in to take refuge in the Lord. The Psalms, so amazing to me, they certainly express every human emotion that you could conceive of from the, the heights of great joy and delight all the way to the, to the pits of, of despair and depression, uh, frustration and anger, impatience with God, all of, all of that expressed in these 150 ancient songs. And here's the God of the Bible, including that as the the hymn book of the Bible, if you will. The Psalms are all songs of revelation and response. Uh, God revealing something about himself he wants us to know. As we read those, each and every one of those 150 songs, we'll learn something about God and his character, his nature, his desires for us, for his people. Um, we'll learn something about his uh, eagerness to save and to redeem a people he can call his own. As well, though, the Psalms not only speak to us, as Athanasius said, they also speak for us. And so here we are gifted by God with these 150 ancient songs and essentially given the words to sing back to the Lord. And I love that about the Psalms. So they function in a lot of different ways. Um, I've often said there are at least these five ways. They stir the emotions, inform the mind, direct the will, stimulate the imagination, and ultimately inspire worship. Let me say that again, just so you kind of be looking for that as we as we read through Psalm 2 here in a second. They stir the emotions because we'll identify with some of what we read there. We're not the same. Uh, we don't have the exact same uh, life experience or situation in life that uh, the writer of any given psalm might have had, but we'll find something in each of these songs to relate to in some way that will stir the emotions, inform the mind, direct the will. And by the way, I think my will needs a lot of direction. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad the Psalms do that. Uh, to stir or stimulate the imagination as well is so good. I think our, uh, I, I think in our day and time, it's not only important that we present the gospel and the Christian faith as true, but also as good and beautiful. And so this is done, of course, as Jesus even taught. You can, you can see it in his own teaching. He uses stories and parables. Um, he refers back to the Old Testament over and over and over again. So he's the whole, you know, broad sweep of uh, biblical literature. Uh, he's drawing from that. He has a high view of, of Scripture, and uh, as do we here at the Village Chapel, and all of this designed to ultimately lead us to worship. So Psalm 2 begins with a question. Perhaps it's one that you're asking even now. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. And so here we have 
King David describing a real situation, writing out of a real situation in his own life. Um, and, you know, here are the people of God, ancient Israel, surrounded by pagan nations, always setting themselves against Yahweh and against his people and against um, King David. Um, and so there is this outburst of, of a question, which I personally, I mean, I'm always asking questions of God. I hope you are too. Uh, he is not afraid of your questions. He welcomes your questions. Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? Why does that happen? Good question to ask. Psalm 2 verse 2 says, The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. This is a reference, of course, to Messiah, to God's um, future deliverer to God's solution to the problems in the world, uh, which will be found in Jesus, of course, ultimately. And they say, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. And so there is a way in which the world, as it thinks and acts apart from God, sets itself against God, God's ways, God's wisdom, and God's people. Verse four, he who sits in the heavens, that's God, laughs. The Lord holds them in derision, those who plot against God. Um, then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, as for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. In other words, God has his plan. Um, and as much as all of the kings and nations of the earth might fight against God's plan for justice, for peace, um, uh, for reconciliation, between a holy and righteous God and sinful people. As much as, as, much as the nation, nations rage against that and set themselves against all of that, to their own, they do so to their own peril. And uh, God is not intimidated by any of that, this God of the Bible. Um, and he has set his king, his anointed one, on Zion, his holy hill. Verse seven, I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, you are my son today. I have begotten you. And so here King David in almost an oracle fashion, um, speaking the kinds of things and the kinds of words that his uh, descendant Jesus, who is actually the fulfillment of this psalm, will say uh, that he is the son of God. He'll make that claim. Um, and the Lord will even say, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. As we, as we read about the baptism of Jesus at the Mount of Transfiguration, the Lord said to me, you are my son. Today I've begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage, the ends of the earth, your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. And so here we see the absolute sovereignty of God over all nations the entire world, no matter how many armaments and, and bombs and soldiers and airplanes and spaceships and all kinds of technology we might have, none of this can in any way defeat the purposes of God in his creation for the nations. Now, therefore, O kings, be wise, be warned, O rulers of the earth, the psalm says, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice 
with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. And I love this last declaration. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. So what a psalm. This is quite amazing, uh, especially when you take it in the broad sweep of history. Um, Some of it just resonates for our present moment, of course. Uh, But you have to interpret it in, in view of, 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 again, the broad sweep of history. Let me read what uh, Pastor Dane Ortland has to say. Just a couple of paragraphs here about Psalm 2. I love this. When we, as the people of God, sing Psalm 2, we remind ourselves of how God made David and his descendants to be kings tasked with carrying out God's redemptive purposes in the world. In the face of overwhelming opposition, this psalm exults in the promises made to the Davidic king at his coronation. With its prospect of a worldwide rule for the house of David, this psalm also looks to the future when David's ultimate heir, the Messiah, would indeed accomplish this. With the coming of the Messiah, that's Jesus, this psalm's triumphant portrait of the Davidic throne takes on heightened significance and finds its ultimate meaning. Believers today are the heirs of this psalm and its promises come to rest on the worldwide church and its faith in the true and final Davidic heir, Jesus. Those who take refuge in him have found the only truly safe place in this broken world. Remember Psalm 2, that last line. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. It doesn't deny the fact that we need to take refuge. It just says if you take refuge in him, you are blessed. Um, you are safe. You, he's faithful and he's capable and you can trust him. He's trustworthy. I love this. Mm. Those who take refuge in him have found the only truly safe place in this broken world. Those who persist in resisting God and his rule, even if they are powerful rulers of the earth, will be finally defied and justly destroyed. Now, I got to read that again because one of the things about Scripture that I think we've lost sight of in our own day and time. Maybe it's just particularly in the West. Is the nature and character of the wise warnings of Scripture. We've lost sight of that, I think, because we we, we tend to think that in some way uh, God orbits around us, our desires, our wants, our preferences. Uh, we've even uh, attempted to snatch control over the reins away from God uh, when it comes to not only defining ourselves, but defining reality itself. And we've done all of that at our own peril. And here's what God says. Those who persist in resisting God and his rule, even if they're powerful rulers of the earth, will be finally defied and justly destroyed. Despite whatever tumults rock our lives today, David's greatest son, Jesus himself, 
has been installed as the ruler of the world. Hmm. One day, this kingship will break open in universal acknowledgement and the universal execution of perfect justice. And so as we have seen, if you are uh, at all following along with the Village Chapel in terms of our, our current um, uh, book stu- Bible book study. We're studying the Gospel of Matthew at present. And again, you might not be watching this or listening to this at the at the same time, but our our studies, all of our book studies, there's over 500 of them. They're available online. You can download the Village Chapel app if you prefer to have it right on your phone, and you can access our studies of books like the Gospel of Matthew or the book of Revelation, or the book of Genesis, all books we've studied in, in the recent, uh, recent couple of years. But here what we have, Pastor Dana Ortland says, for now we can go forth in the glad assurance that in Jesus, and he's the king, and it's his kingdom. So he's the king of the kingdom of heaven. And with the, com- the first arrival of Jesus, the first advent, if you will, of Jesus, We have the inauguration of the kingdom. It's an already but not yet kingdom. It's already begun but not yet complete. And it will be one day completed when he returns to set all things right. That's the promise of the New Testament and the great and wonderful uh, book of Revelation itself. So for now, we can go forth in the glad assurance that in Jesus we will one day leave behind forever the futility of the present. Every injustice in our lives will be undone. So says Pastor Dane Ortland, in the Lord I take refuge, a selected uh, reading of Psalm 2, and uh, Pastor Dane Ortland's commentary uh, on that from this book. He closes with this line, take heart, we are on the right side. And I might even add to that, and I don't think he would mind, take heart. Um, God is on the side of his own purposes. He will fulfill those purposes and plans. And God is on the side of his people. And um, we can take courage and take heart in the Lord. We take refuge in him and we are blessed in him. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for who you are. Uh, that in you we find strength, in you we have a refuge. And though the nations roar, though the, the earth trembles, though the mountains fall into the sea, we can find refuge in you. You are our fortress and our strength. Uh, you are both our defense and our offense in that you ward off the enemies of your people. And so, Lord, as we place ourselves in your hands, our lives, uh, every aspect of it, as we pray for others in other nations that are being ravaged, others that have been um, uh, suffering under injustice, whether that's here in our own nation or around the world, oh God, we pray to you, uh, come quickly and bring about the peace that you have promised. We hope and trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. This podcast is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. Don't forget to also subscribe to one of our other podcasts, Curate's Corner with Kim Thomas. 
Beginning next Friday, March 4th, and every Friday following during the season of Lent, we invite you to join Kim as she looks at the story of Jesus' last week as told through classic art, prayers, and scriptures. You can subscribe now to this weekly podcast on all major platforms, including the Village Chapel YouTube channel. You can find accompanying resources at lent.thevillagechapel.com. If you find this or any of our other podcasts beneficial, leave a review and share them with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas, music by Phil Keggy.